0: This is Club health thanks for coming kids. Sit. Come on. Hello this is notes from the back row. A cinema podcast of commentary, questions,
1: answers, dreams, fears, joy rise, hell
0: runs and so much more. So strap in. For a veritable cinematic Coney Island of the Vine. Hello, welcome back to Notes from the Back Row Chud Buddies Edition. My name is Dan Gorman here with Carlo.
1: Yeah. I'm, I'm not um, gonna say my last name people aren't gonna remember ever my last name or even go like what was that at the end
0: <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> i'm um, carlo at back row so
0: yes <laughs> if you heard our last episode we did um a ched buddies episode where just carlo and i discussed two movies we each picked one i believe and i picked rage and you picked um uh, blue, collar. blue collar yeah yeah and so that was kind of our introduction in the podcast to the world of Chud Buddies, which is technically just boils down to a Discord channel, although it's kind of a movement.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I wouldn't call it a movement, but it's a here, movement. Here it out,
0: like, super um, yeah, it's just a bunch of people that came from Letterboxd to form a, a chat room where we can talk about fun Fun, wild, and nuts movies. Yeah,
1: we talk and we watch movies, and that's basically it.
0: Yeah, and we watch a movie most Sundays through the magic of the internet, which is fun. Yep, everything. Uh, So today's episode, we wanted to look back on 2018 and see not what the best movies from 2018 are, but what the best movies were that we watched for the first time in 2018 our discoveries list, if you will. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a really great blog online called Rupert Pupkin Speaks by a guy named Brian Sauer. He's been doing a discovery kind of blog for years and years where he has people come and and give these lists of certain years, the best movies that are, you know, undiscovered or what they watch for the first time. And I really love that idea. So, yeah, we're going to do our own version of it. Totally,
1: yeah. You, do, you did a list for him once didn't you like, i uh, did in
0: 1997
1: oh yeah yeah with blood moon
0: <laughs> blood moon oh my and, god so good and, and, and drive drive.
1: Yeah, <laughs> drive is one of those movies i saw for the first time last year so that's kind of a 2018 discovery for me yeah so
0: oh so good so good <laughs> um okay so i think there's no way to start this uh other than, well, I guess we should say first, we're going to do four movies, we each picked two, mm-hmm. um, that were on our own lists of the best movies that we saw for the first time in 2018. But I can't, I don't think we can start with any movie other than the one that you have been championing for a while, and that you got me into for the first time this last year, which is Psychos in Love. I guess I thought that me being both a manicurist and a psychotic killer would turn a guy off. how did you find psychos in love
1: uh that's a good question i've really gotta think i think it's just like one of those covers uh just on an endless night of letterbox browsing like being bored and only <laughs> doing that and just one of those covers that stuck with me like uh it, it's yeah. got like the lady uh stabbing a guy and then the guy she's stabbing or kissing is or stabbing another guy or whatever it's like it covered a really... Yeah. St- covered a really stuck with me. And <laughs> I think when the Vinegar Syndrome Blu-ray came out, uh, that I was like, okay, I've really got to check this movie out now because mm-hmm. I bought a couple of their Blu-rays. I think a couple of L- uh, Linnea Quigley movies and their Blu-rays are really excellent. Like the extras on it and like the care they put into it. Uh, yeah. and so I just started checking out more movies of them.
0: Yeah, we should say now that like this is almost a sponsored by because three of our four picks have been on
1: <laughs> well, <laughs> been Actually, on two. But one of them Oh, just two. One of them is like a perfect vinegar syndrome movie. So if they're listening, like you never know. Okay. Um yeah, keep listening cuz Oh, we're, if they did
0: it, if they did that, I would be so happy. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just <laughs> We'll get to it. Yeah,
1: okay, okay. <laughs> we won't go into that too much. So yeah, Psycho's in Love. Um I think then at a certain point uh we were like assigning each other movies sort of and I told you to check it out and you really liked it as well. So yeah, uh, it ended up on both of our like top 2018 watches lists, I think.
0: Yeah, I think we were doing a thing where we were um kind of testing out the like assign your friend a movie kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah yeah I'm, which is fun i'm
1: kind of uh participating in a, in a game like that on facebook with some other people and then i told you about it and we were like yeah. okay let's assign each other some movies we haven't seen uh mm-hmm. i think i gave you psychos and love and i'm not sure what else what was what? return
0: of the swamp thing
1: oh yeah return of the swamp thing maybe 976 evil or something or yeah maybe that was afterwards i don't That's remember something. yeah uh, but yeah the most memorable memorable one was psychos and love I think for you of those it's,
0: it's just it, you know in the world of the vinegar syndromes and the movies that you know are things that we're kind of dragging ourselves through to find the gems yeah um you know I think you mentioned it on your list that you wrote for back row or or even when you when you reviewed blue Vengeance where you said like you know, this is the kind of movie that you know you're waiting for every time you put some weird movie on. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. Cycles in Love was one of those movies. Like it, it's so low budget, but it has such a singular vision of what it wants to be, yeah. even though that vision is like a romantic exploitation comedy, mm-hmm. wacky slapstick. Like it's it's a so many things, but it is so like Intent on just being what it is, it, it has such a voice to it.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, absolutely. It's it's such a discovery as well. Like the fact that Vinegar Syndrome, like I don't know how they co- how they came to it, but it's such a gift that they're digging up yeah. these movies like Psychos and Love, and it kind of reminds me of Arrow Video when they uh, put out Blood Rage for the first time, uh, mm-hmm. like all restored and stuff, and and people were discovering, it were going crazy like. How have I never seen this movie? It was basically stuck in VHS hell, and I think with cycles and love, it's it's the same.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of that is you know it's been very interesting having grown up somebody that loves bad movies, and and when I was in high school, it was like the the worse the movie, the better. We all we're all going (laughs) to rip on them and stuff. But it's been very interesting because like Blood Rage was something that I had seen around. From the VHS cover, mm. I had known people that had watched it and been like, "That movie sucks." Like, <laughs> but but just were just like, "This this movie sucks. Don't watch it."
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Now the these movies that were like maligned are coming out on blu-ray and and you get to watch them and you have such a different like i i probably had friends that saw cycles in love or something and were like it's all oh that sucks like yeah. it's not even a slasher yeah. you know what i mean where, where people are coming in with certain expectations of like oh i'm gonna rent a horror movie it's gonna be a ridiculous slasher and then yeah. if it tries to be anything else they're like no <laughs> yeah you need to really and,
1: open your mind to like Whatever a movie can be, it, it, it can't just be one thing it, like a slasher or, or like if a movie doesn't have gore, it's not valid as a horror movie or whatever. Yeah, it just that's that's not how it works.
0: Yeah, it happened to me recently when I watched the movie Serial uh, Office Killer, oh, yeah. which I saw saw a lot on the shelf and i know people that had rented it and mm. were like that movie's weird it's not even <laughs> really a slasher and it's like well i'm glad i waited to watch it until now when yeah. i can actually take it for what it is Now that you're mature
1: yeah. enough to like appreciate <laughs> it for whatever it is yeah i, I really need totally. to see that movie and
0: um, it's good yeah i, I love carol um, kane
1: so i don't know why i haven't <laughs> checked it out yet so she's she's
0: what, what would you say you know The I guess I could just read the synopsis for Cycles in Love. Yeah, sure Um, It's basically about a strip joint owner Mm -hmm. um, and a manicurist who, through kind of a sort of weird meet-cute find Mm -hmm. that they have a bunch of things in common, um, mostly that they are murderers. Yeah. And so they fall in love and they, like, are this cute couple that, like, they each you know, bring people home to murder them. And then, you know, eventually they run up against a plumber who is a cannibal, (laughs) but the, the, the synopsis kind of says like, makes you think like, that's going to be the main drama of the movie, but it really comes in like the last, you know, act. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's not really about that. It's, it's basically just a romantic comedy. Yeah. With just the horror angle, like a kind of eating role angle, but yes,
0: it's very Bartel esque. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Kind of, kind of, um, I was watching some extras on the Psychos in Love Blu-ray, and they asked, uh, I think it was Carmine Capobianco, um, uh, what did you think when people were comparing to, uh, to Eating Raul? He said, like, I just think that the serial killer aspect is the same, but for the rest it's a very different movie. He says, there's a lot more in common with like comedies that they grew up in. Uh him and Gorman Bichard, like uh mm-hmm. Groucho, and there's a lot of like Groucho lines in there that uh, couple Bianco just slid in there and like, yeah. Woody Allen, Charlie Chaplin, that kind of stuff as well. So Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 hard to classify it as a horror movie as well, because the things I react to that in that movie, like I like macabre things and and and, and all, but it's the comedy in it that really does it for me yeah
0: yeah it's so charming
1: yeah it is absolutely
0: (laughs) like there's very like corny jokes like jokes that they know like you said like they're they're kind of riffing on things that had already been said by like roger marx and that kind of stuff but even outside of that like the jokes are very knowingly corny but not Mm -hmm. in a way that's like Wink. This is terrible. It's more just like we find these corny jokes hilarious. So yeah, we're just yeah. It's all <laughs> very
1: nat- natural, and it never like gets obnoxious. At least to me, it doesn't. But yeah, yeah. it's it's super charming.
0: Um, yeah, i I can't think of a movie outside of one of the other ones that we're going to talk about today mm-hmm. that made me laugh harder. That was a discovery for me. Like, mm. I like by ten minutes into the movie, I was like this is hilarious yes. and I'm going to be laughing the whole movie.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I
0: mean, yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, and they do some like me, like dude, they do some kind of like meta stuff, right? Oh, like yeah, don't they absolutely. make some like references to like, this is the part of the movie where this is supposed to happen yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in a way that's really smart and funny.
1: I think there's like, uh, like intended mic drops as well or the world uh, where, yeah. where the mic just <laughs> enters, the, enters yeah. the, the camera and, it's just part of the scene, part of the joke. And I think at one point I yeah. even stopped the movie and you see like guys pumping blood and everything. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's just like all, yeah, it it, it just works. Uh, I know there's yeah. a lot of people who don't think comedy belongs in horror or like they say that comedy horror movies are the worst, but to me, that's like the opposite of how I feel.
0: Like I, I think f- like it's just that when it's done so poorly you know like like it can be distasteful it can be so not like when the when the comedy in like a comedy horror doesn't land it can be so bad i think it's it's easier to watch a an older movie where the comedy doesn't land because then there's other charming you know Mm. the vintage nature of it there's things for you to kind of grab onto but like you know in the post shawn of the dead yeah yeah, world where like every movie had to be like it's a zombie or whatever like (laughs) (laughs) then it became annoying
1: that's true yeah yeah
0: um how familiar are you with the director gorman Bouchard's other work because i know we had mentioned that we both have not seen his previous film Disconnected or the mm. one he did after Galactic Gigolo. Um, For me, Seltzer's just... Love
1: is the only one so far. Yeah. I put Galactic Gigolo on once, but I wasn't really gelling with it. And apparently I'm not the only one. Like, uh, yeah, I, I know uh, Gorman Bashar and Bianco. they aren't really happy about that movie as well. Um mm-hmm. And the interesting thing is, uh, I learned this on the, on the Blu-rays, there's a QA and a with Capabianco where he says that uh, after Psychos in Love, I think it was uh, Charles Band who picked that up. Yeah. And he offered them like a four-picture deal. And part yeah. of that four-picture deal was Galactic Gigolo and I think Cemetery High. And then yeah, after that, just nothing happened anymore because, yeah, they weren't it, really happy it, with the, uh, what was happening for them.
0: It's not surprising. Hmm. I feel like there. I was trying to express this to you when we were chatting online earlier about hmm. like Galactic Gigolo feeling a certain way. And yeah. now that you've said that it, it's a band adjacent like yeah. you know, thing, it nice. very much feels like something band would come up with where it's like he's just like, it's got to have boobs in it. <laughs> you can make it wacky and like it's about an alien and whatever.
1: Apparently, <laughs> apparently Cemetery High is even more like that. I haven't seen like a single second of that movie. I know that Bishar and Capibanko hate that movie.
0: I really want to see it.
1: And even Galactic Gigolo, uh, Gorman Bashar, he's like disowned it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The the synopsis for Cemetery High, I'm like, I have to see this. Mm. A group of high school girls with guns go on a killing spree intent on ridding the world of scummy men. See, I'm um, like, I'm in.
1: Yeah, see exactly. That, but that's the thing with Charles Band movies. Like you, re, you read a synopsis and you see a poster and you think like, "Yes, I'm in." And then you watch the movie and it's a piece of shit.
0: <laughs> that's what happened to me with uh, "Vicious Lips," which I know you you enjoyed. Oh, yeah, yeah, I do like that movie. But <laughs> it's yeah. It's- I was like a, a a a band in space going around. Yeah, I'm in. <laughs>
1: There's, a sl- there's just a couple of songs in it that I really like, yeah. and I just like, you know, like ditzy girls with huge hair just hanging yeah, out I in a in, in a in a spaceship. And I was fine <laughs> with it just being that because I knew beforehand that it was going to be shit, so my expectations were super low. Uh, yeah. and what it was giving me was was plenty
0: but yeah (laughs) that's fair that's fair (laughs) you come at the movie and you got what you needed
1: yeah exactly yeah yeah it doesn't always work especially not with albert pune but yeah that one (laughs) i'm totally cool with fish's lips
0: yeah i think um from Psychos in love, which is obviously a hearty recommendation from us. Yes, I I was thinking of of going one zigging one way, but I think we should zag to Robert Zemeckis. Speaking yes. of making us laugh. Yes, good call. <laughs> and this is another one that. I'd wanted to see this for a long time, but you reviewed it and gave it a really high score. So then it bumped up and I finally watched it recently.
1: Yeah. I think I gave it five stars even. So, uh, yeah, I'm not that stingy with my ratings in general, but I don't get five stars all the time either. Yeah. Uh, that movie really, uh, worked for me. Yeah. I think I saw it in I G- think? January, 2018. Like it was yeah. one of the first movies I saw in that year. And you just watched it recently, right?
0: Yeah. Um, and I think just as a very brief side note, I think now that I know you and that we talk a lot about movies mm-hmm. and I, I think I, I have opened up to the five-star rating a little bit more. Okay. <laughs> like there's there's been times like where I think just something has landed for me where I'm like, that has to be five stars, where I think before I would have been like, but it's probably not as good. I think I'm I've definitely opened up more to just like, if that movie made me feel like that, you'd, you know, then whatever, like the, the star ratings that can exist for different reasons. Like, yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. It has
0: nothing to do with quality. It just has to do with no. like feeling.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. It has a lot to do with feeling. And also kind of like, it's not that big a deal. Like five yeah. stars doesn't mean it's a perfect movie. It rarely yeah. means there is no such thing. So yeah, yeah. if the feeling is there and you're like, fuck this rock, then Five yeah.
0: That's just give it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and and also this kind of ties back to the blue um the vinegar syndrome thing. You know, the movie we're talking about is 1978's I Wanna Hold Your Hand. It's Sunday, February 9th, 1964. Thousands are mobbing the streets, praying for one glance. Ah! Oh my god!
1: Ah! One touch. Figured out a way to get into the Beatles hotel.
0: (laughs) The chances are a million to one. But some of them just might make it. Rosie. Grace. Pam. Janice. Smirko. And Ringo Klaus. Listen, I know everything there is to know about the Beatles. There's nothing I don't know about the Beatles. They've got no money. No tickets. No driver's license. No fear. I want to hold your hand. It's the song they were playing the night America fell in love. Directed by Robert Zemeckis. And I said to you at one point, like, it's so interesting that this movie for me for a long time, as somebody who grew up in The world of you know just having the internet when it was coming out and stuff and going to imdb and being like oh the director of back to the future uh, you know Back. back to the future um his his first movie to me this movie for so many years was just like a really small jpeg of a poster that i couldn't really make out and that i knew it was about the beatles and you know for a long time it was just like i'm not gonna see this movie yeah and And I just forgot about it. I could have got a VHS or whatever, but now it's like, oh, there's a Blu-ray. I can see this movie and it's fucking amazing.
1: Yes. It's so good. (laughs) It's so funny. And so it's such a delight as well. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'd never heard of this movie, (laughs) like not even once before. I I was like big on back to the future growing up. So like Zemeckis was one of my favorite directors, but uh, pre-internet, there was no way for me to find out. And, less yeah. i stumbled on it in like a video store and i don't ever remember seeing it in a video store or like even here yeah. playing on tv because if it's a comedy i would have watched it like regardless <laughs> of what it was i i was all about comedies uh, yeah. and then i think it just like one day on letterboxd like scrolling directors i'm like i used to be big on back to the future what else has robert zamekis done yeah. I scroll all the way down to like the last popular movie and I see like Used Cars, with Kurt Russell I recently yeah. watched that the, well not recently now but before I saw I Wanna Hold Your Hand and I really really mm-hmm. liked that movie I'm like god I used to be such cool writers like Bob Gale and Robert Zemeckis, their, script, their scripts were so tight and funny and just yeah. Yeah, put it on one night uh, I Wanna Hold Your Hand and kind of blew me away
0: uh, yeah it's it. It's so good.
1: It just flew by.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. It's uh, um like I said in my review. I think like this could be a movie that like if I was to reach for something that I've watched recently, it would probably be something like this. Like I I imagined like oh yeah, I'll probably watch this again because it was just so funny. Like yeah, it you know it'll be an easy watch.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
0: But it's basically about um these girls who are obsessed with the Beatles. Well, some of them are obsessed with the Beatles mm. and some of them hate the Beatles, but <laughs> they, um, end up, uh, going on a road trip from New Jersey, um, to see them, see the Beatles at their first show. Um, and they're going to try and get tickets. They're just going to go and just kind of like the sort of surprises and people they meet along the way. And they end up, you know, in the hotel where the Beatles are staying and just, it's kind of like a madcap. It's it's not, i wouldn't i don't necessarily i would say farcical but it just kind of has that like everybody's running around
1: that energy you know and then yeah eddie deason is in it so (laughs) you you know what kind of maybe one of the
0: best deason roles oh
1: yeah absolutely but just based on the fact that eddie deason has a pretty big role in it just says says a lot about the movie i feel (laughs) like totally
0: yeah um nancy allen's in it too yeah, Nancy mm-hmm. Allen, lover. And and Wendy Jo Sperber who was in a lot of Zemeckis stuff. Like yes. Back to the Future. yeah the uh, feature. Marty McFly's sister. Stars, yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. And and Dick Miller. There was a Dick Miller cameo in that yeah, as well. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. I it. I've found Wendy Jo Sperber to be so funny and and I um, when I go through her disc, uh not discography, her filmography, yeah you know, she was in two back to the future movies mm-hmm. 1941 bachelor party used cars i want to hold your hand corvette summer moving violations and then like a couple other like not really any notable movies oh, like school stuff, high right? on your list, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah um which is like that's a pretty great career anyway but it just it is yeah i don't know she's super funny
1: it's short it's a short career bro. yeah like it fizzled out after it is a stuff kind of yeah it's, it's a pity but
0: and nancy allen's good in it too
1: Oh yeah, but she's great in everything, like RoboCop. I feel like uh, Loa, whatever. It's
0: it's a bit of an anomaly. Like she's not in a ton of like fall down funny movies, you know.
1: Mm, that's true. Yeah, did a lot of like thrillers, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, but yeah, she's funny in a movie. Like everyone is funny in a movie. Like the timing of everyone is just so good.
0: Totally, and yeah. and the gags are the kind of gags that. Again, like cycles in love, they're like there's some groaners in a way that are just so perfect. <laughs> like there's an ongoing joke with the crowd of like the Beatlemania, you know, girls outside, and they're always screaming and stuff. And they kind of keep cutting back to it and finding different ways to get them all screaming. And so like there'll be a maid who's like you know, holding a mop out the window or something. And they think it's like the mop top of a beetle. And they're like, ah! <laughs> or like one girl, like sees a rat on the ground or something like, or somebody steps on her foot or something. And she goes, ah, and then they all start screaming. And it's just like, this like escalation. Like they were so good at that. You know, I think yeah. on eighties all over, they always talk about like, it's like the stopwatch, you know, like precision. And yeah. I want to hold your hand is just that kind of like constantly escalating of the jokes. Like, they just they find their kind of like riffs and continue to come back to them at just the right time
1: yeah there's like not a lot of fat in those movies as well they're so so leanly constructed and everything serves its purpose like to move the plot and the jokes for it this is very true for used cars as well
0: yeah especially because that has such like a like a big finale with all the cars it (laughs) it really kind of like works its way up
1: yeah so many, that. so many great performances as well, like Kurt Russell, and you get like double Jack Warden. Um, Garrett Graham is in that as well. I know you love Garrett Graham, he's the oh, best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should definitely rewatch that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I want to hold your hand. It's just so good. I think I gave it four and a half stars. Hmm. It's they, the script is just so funny, and yeah, it's just, it's just they're like for something from the late 70s there's like a couple moments where they get into a little bit of like dated territory mm-hmm. but um it's not in a way that like becomes super mean or anything i yeah, think like it,
1: i feel like in comedies of the era it's kind of unavoidable for but yeah. for this one it's it's pretty yeah it's pretty, it's pretty harmless but
0: yeah it's harmless like there's yeah. there's a thing that they do later in the movie where they keep cutting back to one of the women in a room and you think that like somebody is like having sex with a prostitute but then yeah. there's like a, a kind of gotcha reveal and it's like you know that's not what that's happening or whatever and it's sort of like whatever <laughs> but um that's like as bad as it really gets yeah.
1: apparently this movie was a huge flop as well so that's, that's made so like- wild to me yeah,
0: I, I was reading on the Wikipedia and
1: apparently it tested super well with like a preview audience, but then when yeah. it came, came out, just no one went. Yeah, it was so weird. It just died after
0: afterwards. It it's, it's probably yeah.
1: a reason why I never heard of it and you yeah. for you it was just a JPEG. It was a JPEG yeah.
0: movie. <laughs> um is the guy who doesn't like the Beatles. Is that the guy played by Bobby DeCiso or Sico uh,
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. That's him, yeah. He's
0: that kind of like, hey, yeah. he kind of what <laughs> Like he is so, he's, he's probably the guy who skirts the closest to being, because he's just like making fun of everybody and being mean, but he's yeah. doing it. And, and the performance is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> it's a wonderful movie full of so many good performances.
1: Yes. Hard recommend as well. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hold Your Hand 1978. It's a Mm (laughs) must-see. Totally. Um, Our next one, I definitely gave five stars. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was another one from you. Yeah, I was kind of surprised you gave it five stars because like,
1: I kind of knew you were going to like it, but five stars is always like
0: anything else is not okay your four stars get out of here (laughs) yeah
1: that's true i gave it four stars i don't know why because i love it but like probably over time i'll just change it to five stars like i do with a lot of movies
0: Uh, yeah fatal exposure just 1989 by peter b good peter b good yes yeah i was disappointed that i didn't hate the movie so that i you know, I was going to, in my review, was just gonna maybe Peter be Good movie. Be bad. <laughs>
1: but movie also be good. Movie Also be good. Movie be great. Yeah.
0: <laughs> this movie is often mistaken for being shot on video, but it is shot yeah. on film and then it was edited on video.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Um, and it's about this guy who is the, you know, grandson or great grandson of Jack the Ripper named yeah. Jack Rippington. <laughs> jack d rippington which is like five stars off the bat yeah, like, <laughs> think about that for a second like
1: the, the guys like his forefather or whatever he wasn't called jack the ripper that was a nickname so why would yeah become... because
0: he was ri- he was doing the ripping he was yeah. murdering
1: but then it just changed into rippington. a last name to rippington might as well <laughs> stick with that name i guess but
0: yeah so
1: when i when i am like migrate to America, change my name.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he's like, I gotta get into the business of my grandson's business, which is the ripping business, and drink blood. You know, because my grandfather told me the only way to be a real man is to murder a bunch of women and drink their blood. Uh I love that your I love your review of this movie, though. <laughs> I don't remember my
1: review. So
0: if you remember. You- you said your review is what if the guy from peeping tom had a wicked mullet and drank his victim's blood so he wouldn't run out of boners <laughs> oh yeah i did say that <laughs> which is like hilarious but then also like kind of what it's about it is
1: 100 what happens in that movie like he yeah. needs to drink the blood to keep his potency up and what does potency mean boners and it's he's not- obsessed
0: with like getting somebody pregnant so that he can have a son and show this on the magic of being a rippington.
1: Yeah, the magic of being a rippington. Yeah. Yeah, he
0: has he has like this monologue that he does like the best <laughs> part of the movie is that he talks to you. It's like yeah. it's like some Ferris Bueller shit. He's like anyway, Jack T. Rippington here and here's what's going on.
1: <laughs> here I'm I'm going to talk to the audience directly because I'm such a cool guy and the people want to like
0: Get in yeah, touch with me or whatever. <laughs> and when he's drinking blood, there's one time where he drinks a bunch of blood, and he like it's like in a pint glass, and he like slams it down and burps like it's a beer. He's like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so gross. <laughs> it's 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 just so it's just it's another one of those movies where every time you put a bad movie on, or anytime you put like a weird old movie on, you want it to be as entertaining as this. You want yes. it to be off the wall. Yes. You want it to be full of like questionable dialogue and questionable decisions. Yeah. But also you want it to be like they were, they were going for it because this is the movie they wanted to make.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's not like tongue in cheek necessarily. Like there's some, there's some like parts where they're trying to be cheeky, but not really yeah. like look at us being funny. No, it's just, yeah. it has a good tone for that. And I feel like more people need to discover this movie. Because I think yeah. it will go well over like a lot of people if they just saw it, but it's so like I saw it on YouTube. It's a shitty VHS rip. Uh, yeah. I know like on Letterbox maybe seventy people have logged it as watched. That's super low. Um, I think a lot of people will love this. Like we we ma- recommended to to our buddy Adam, but he didn't love it but he called it like mean spirit up. But...
0: Well, yeah, I, th- well, I think a big thing about this movie. That's a hurdle is the main character because of specifically that he's trying to like murder women so that he yeah. can be potent and like yeah. keep them, his dude dudeliness on <laughs> down to his <laughs> child. It, like there's a, there's an amount of sexism and misogyny that's baked yeah. into this movie. That's true. It's just, it's, it's one of those movies where like watching it as a guy, I can, I can, I can definitely watch it and say like I admit that the, that I have the privilege of being able to say like, but the misogyny is so ridiculous that it goes beyond being offensive. But some people, admittedly and yeah. fairly, will it's probably really not be able to, take to do
1: serious, that. This movie, though, <laughs> like yeah, <laughs> I know. Like for example, I I won't be able to show this movie to Michelle. Not like part of it is because it it's like a misogynistic kind of movie, but that's just like the kind of genre movie it is like a lot of slasher movies are, are like that like like a lot of people love the movie pieces uh, yeah, the and the uh that movie is fucked up like in terms of misogyny and everything but a lot of horror fans like uh female or male whatever everyone loves that movie and that's a movie that i don't really like because of the misogyny in it it just it's done in a way that just rubs me the wrong way and the way that fatal exposure didn't, even though they're both like ridiculous movies. Uh, Yeah. yeah.
0: I think there's something about the tone of fatal exposure. Like I definitely agree. I think pieces is pretty amazing and ridiculous and I, Mm -hmm. and I like it a lot, but I definitely can't deny that that one I think has more of a mean spirited tone to it. It Like I think, I, I think pieces when they were making it, there's scenes where they are intentionally trying to kind of drag you through it. Like, isn't there a scene in pieces where like somebody's getting murdered and they like wet themselves and it's like, here's the pee, you know, like I'm going to show yeah. you that she's wetting herself. And it's like, Oh man, like to, you know, they're, they're trying to make you, isn't this fucked up? Let me show it to you. And yeah. I feel like fatal exposure. There's just, there's something inherently goofy about it. I mean, his name is Jack T. Ripperton, like <laughs> <laughs> whatever. But I don't Yeah.
1: Fatal exposure almost kind of feels like a home movie. Uh, and that also makes it hard to take everything serious because it's almost like you're watching a play happen, especially with, like, the way he talks to the camera and everything. It's like, like, uh, you know, like an act break. He, he stops what what's happening and he addresses yeah. the audience and
0: everything. Like he's burying somebody and he's, like, giving you a monologue about, yeah, like, a bunch yeah. of, like, ridiculous shit while he's doing it.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's... It's definitely of the stuff we're talking about today. I think this is the one that's like the least exposed. <laughs> it, like more people should see this. I love it. I love yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> like this needs a Blu-ray release. This needs, you know, I want to know what's going on with Peter. B. good, or what happened to him, or with the people in the movie. I want to yeah. know more about this movie. Uh, yeah, I guess I Blake that. Bonner is in a bunch of stuff, but yeah
1: yeah i want to know i have so many questions about this movie so yeah like on the off chance of vinegar syndromes like someone who works at that company is listening <laughs> check this shit out because this is perfect for the company and i just, like i don't know uh if if uh if a proper print is available or whatever sure. but you should definitely look into
0: this man jesus um And that's the thing about this movie though, is that it's shot on film and edited on video, but would really do well on a Blu-ray because they've put some effort into making it look pretty good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like it has like, well, you know, it's well done cinematography wise.
1: It's a a well done movie actually, like despite how how shitty and homemade it looks and (laughs) like even the effects for a movie that's so, so obscure, are pretty good like oh, you can the tell they're fake but yeah. pretty much everything from that era you can tell it's fake uh, like yeah, the blood is elaborate. way too, too red and everything but i don't know man I, they were pretty good to me like uh, they put effort into those effects
0: here yeah pretty no nolly. the effects are good definitely uh, yeah um well our our final one is one that we can't talk about too much because i have not seen the whole thing but i know this was a big one for you when you watched it originally
1: yeah, Blue Vengeance uh, 1989. Yeah. Blue Vengeance, un criminal loco comienza una terrible carrera de venganza y killings. syndrome release uh, surprise surprise <laughs> watch a lot of their movies last year uh yeah this kind of blew me away as well this was a five-star movie for me no question no question about it uh so blue vengeance is basically about an uh, uh a serial killer who gets out of jail and he starts serial killing again and then it's also about the cop who put him in jail but his partner got killed by the serial killer so he has like some sort of uh post-stress uh disorder uh trauma thing going on uh yeah this movie as well just like psychos in love and fatal exposure well more like psychos in love i'd say it has like a really strong um style behind it and uh yeah fuck i just love that movie man uh it's It's also
0: weird like so my um, story behind the movie that ha- and and having not seen it is I tried to put Blue Vengeance on uh, mm. and it was too late at night and it was a little bit it's like an hour 40 so there was a, it was also a little bit longer in terms of the, of the pacing and something just happened and I was like I gotta go to bed and, and I didn't get back to it and then mm. I didn't get back to it even though i said i would for today and yeah. so i watched like an hour and 10 minutes of it again this morning mm-hmm. so now i've seen the first hour like twice <laughs> and i just yeah. need to finish it um but i haven't had the right the right experience like every time i've sat down to watch it has been i'm not paying it's- attention close enough or because it the yes. way it opens is this is a movie about the things that you said it's about, but then it's and, also about a guy who's having like flashbacks not flashbacks, but like these visions of like medieval he, times. Yeah. Like it, it's really about him and his like issues.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's kind of delusional. Like he think he's, he's like in a real Dungeons and Dragons game, like, uh, like he's a middle medieval uh, warrior or whatever, uh, just striking down his opponents and stuff. Yeah, but they're actually- to get him. Yeah, they're actual people that he's killing, basically. Uh, yeah, I think you just like if there's a screening of this movie, you should definitely go to it. That would be the right way to like correct the way you've tried to watch it now, because you need to put like your attention in it. I think I put it on like uh, on on. I had like a day off, put it on in the morning, or shitty weather outside. I just closed the curtains and yeah, just, and watched it. I soaked it all in and yeah i just love the vibe of that movie like it, it's it's also set in new york but it's like a really dirty pre giuliani new york yeah it's my yeah. favorite kind of new york on movie
0: uh in movies the thing that yeah. struck me watching this the the first hour for a second time yeah. <laughs> is um i had now read your review and and your review you mentioned like that you know this has you, you kind of drop about a thing about toxic fandom in your review
1: yeah, um, yeah
0: and and so when i read that review i was like i don't remember anything like that but when i watched it the second time i was like oh no it's totally that it is, it is. <laughs> because <laughs> it's this guy who's like obsessed with this pop culture he's obsessed with the music and the heavy metal and the kind of fantasy of like you know teens in the, in the 80s but to a point where he's also unstable and it and it has this interesting kind of stuff with music where he's like Mm -hmm. goes into that like place with a guy who was in a band he loved or whatever and the guy's just making like crappy tunes and he's like this isn't music he's like so upset about it like there's definitely some stuff here going on
1: (laughs) yeah but that's basically what he's doing he's tracking down like the members of this band he's obsessed with and like going like they stopped uh like they quit the band the band disbanded in the way uh, in the time he was in jail and he's like what happened uh didn't those lyrics mean anything to you guys and everything and he just goes wild and he kills him like
0: uh yeah uh, the guys That's are like, oh, what, I sing a lot of dumb songs. Like, who cares?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just music. It's just bullshit, man. <laughs> and and he's just, no, it's not. It's it's a way of life or whatever. And he's, like, stuck yeah. in his medieval uh, fantasy in, in, in the meantime. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, it's, I, I also, I it's also love well done.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think so, at least. <laughs> um, It's also in the way this movie, like uh the ex-cop he's trying to solve these murders or trying to catch the killer i think he knows who 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 it is who's doing killings and everything and uh there's a girl helping him and the way they're solving the the murder and like uh finding pieces of evidence uh clues towards this next uh victim like slowly unraveling the fact that he is going after these ex-band members uh They find, like, old uh, audio cassette tapes with, like, recordings on it and everything. And it's just in the way that that movie uses those things. Like, it's almost the way that uh, Vinegar Syndrome is preserving these movies from an analog age. And the way that uh, those things are used in the movie. I just love that. You know what I mean? Yeah totally like i i I, I call those things like treasure maps to buried buried lives in my review
0: yeah yeah and 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 oh absolutely that's the
1: thing that really really uh stuck with me in this movie i i I won't go into what happens at the end because there's some some really banana shit happens at the end
0: yeah Um, i gotta get to it and i think maybe one of the things that has um stopped me each the, the first time at least today yeah. it was it was it was timing wise but mm-hmm. i think i wasn't expecting the level of denseness like when you put a movie like these kind of movies on even something like *Cycles in love yeah. or fatal exposure you, you almost always expect like you're going to experience like less denseness. You're going to experience these movies where like, they don't have enough to fill in their running time and there's padding or there's weird things that are happening because like, well, we got to make the plot go and blue vengeance is the exact opposite. It opens with like this wild montage and there's strobing and there's like all of a sudden he gets out of the like institution he breaks out of. And now we're in like medieval woods and you're like, what the fuck yes, is going on? Yes. And, and you don't get it because it's, it's <laughs> it's deliberately like drip feeding you through editing what this movie is about. It's not just like, he's, he's crazy. He thinks he's in Dungeons and Dragons. It's like the way <laughs> it's presenting it to you is, is not that way. And, no. and so because of the denseness, I think I was just kind of like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, this is real i gotta watch this like and i gotta sit down and like absorb this and i i I need to do that
1: (laughs) yeah you gotta pay attention because it's a bit more of a puzzle uh compared to like loosey-goosey uh psychos in love or fatal exposure like fatal exposure is the kind of formula of you start watching the movie and like after the first act you basically know what it's about the blue vengeance Mm -hmm. you gotta keep focus yeah that is the
0: difference. And I'm, I'm going to because it feels like it will be rewarding. It is. Uh, <laughs> I thought it was super. Did fun. the director of that, uh, Jay Christian Ingvardson? Yeah, exactly. Seems uh, like he did a lot of other stuff.
1: Yeah, he did a lot of other stuff that's supposedly not as great, but he co directed Blue v- uh, Vengeance with uh, a guy called Danny Kachuk, uh, who. Didn't really. Uh, f- yeah, I'm lo- I'm looking at this letterbox box, and he did some other yeah, stuff.
0: Yeah, a lot of other things. Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. A couple other things.
1: I haven't checked anything out by them other than Blue Vengeance. Uh, there's there's one by Cri- uh, Christine Ingverson called Cyber Vengeance with Robert Davi. Oh, a <laughs> with- sequel? Question mark. <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. But he has yeah, Robert he did Davi, one called and it's called Cyber Vengeance. So <laughs> sounds <Yeah>. good enough. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he did one with uh, Sandra Bullock that I have on VHS that I I didn't realize it was the same director until just now, but I've never seen it.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah I am looking at it now. Hangman. I've never heard <laughs> yeah, of I else. have
0: that on VHS, for sure.
1: It has to be like Sandra Bullock's first movie or whatever.
0: Yeah, I, I, like the cover on Letterboxd is like just her face, and you're like, that's she's not going to be that big of a part of this movie for sure.
1: <laughs> oh, it is her first movie. I just like yeah. did like the sorting by release date. That's her first movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Jay Christian Igvortson, like, what a weird career because he did Firehouse in 1987, which just looks like from the letterbox, like a, a sexy women in a fire school, like, <laughs> and then a bunch of kind of low budge action stuff. But, like, I mean, I can't judge from these covers, but they all kind of seem a little bit, I don't know. Shitty? They just seem like maybe he went from like something interesting to just like churning out covert action and mob war
1: <laughs> yeah yeah it happens That's a lot a though i feel like with, mm-hmm. like a, a lot of directors probably have like one really good movie in them and then the rest not as much Like mm-hmm. there's not like only a couple of select directors like just keep churning them out like it's nothing but yeah <laughs> and, and it's probably like the cooperation as well like uh because yeah. he didn't direct it on his own uh like Danny Kachuk co-directed it with him and it's the only movie that they did together so it's probably like a lightning in a bottle situation for Blue Vengeance yeah
0: (laughs) yeah so Blue Vengeance you gotta check it out and I'm gonna finish watching it for sure
1: good very good
0: (laughs) is there any others from your list that you wanna just like really quickly you know we can do a little uh, lightning round of some others that people can check out uh yeah sure um uh
1: I watched Bad Channels for the first time last year. Oh, yeah. Um, Ted Nicolaou, a movie for, uh, direct from Terror Vision. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I really like that. Apparently, it's a shitty movie, everyone says, but it just. <laughs> it was on my wavelength. Like, aesthetically, that movie just worked for me. Uh, yeah. I don't know if I should recommend that movie to anyone other than.
0: I, I remember thinking it was pretty fun when I saw it in high yeah, school. Yeah,
1: it's just like a st- stupid alien, just.
0: Yeah, yeah. Jack's
1: radio station and then it's a bunch of music videos in the end <laughs> that's yeah
0: that's all there totally. is
1: to it really but it, like I said it Sounds just works for me like in that lo-fi way that Psycho is in love and everything mm-hmm. worked as well and yeah uh,
0: I've always thought that Ted Nicola was one of the like better names from uh the empire and the full moon stuff
1: yeah he's definitely an I under, know what... underrated one i feel like compared to like Stuart did Gordon, other...
0: did he do some of the subspecies i feel like those are pretty boring <laughs>
1: uh yeah most of them are the second one is pretty good though like second okay
0: one... i watched the first one and i was like snooze second
1: one is yeah i i think i gave it like one star and then the the second one I gave it three stars and then it went back to one star because it became boring again but there's some cool visual stuff in the second one that really surprised me uh, enough to the point that I wanted to check out the third one and then after I just said no I'm good um, it's like vampire movies aren't necessarily my kind of thing either so yeah it was just kind of like a, a stocking filler for Halloween season I'm like okay sure i am watch some uh, shitty full moon sequels, whatever. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I watched one that I'll say really quickly that I haven't really talked about a lot, like either in the Chud buddies chat or out in the uh-huh. world. But there's a movie from 1987 called Dance or Die.
1: That rings a bell. Yeah.
0: Yeah it's it's a City Lights movie which is Richard Pepin and Joseph Mehri of uh, PM Entertainment so they used to do movies before pm entertainment before everything was just explosions they did horror movies or action movies or whatever but dance or die it's it's kind of a horror movie okay but it's not really i I actually (laughs) would say it's not at all but it's about a guy who's trying to kick cocaine and also choreograph a dance concert (laughs) and then his roommate is dealing cocaine and gets like murdered and then the bad guys think that the main guy Jason is like holding on to this cocaine even though he doesn't know where it is. Yeah. And and then it becomes just this movie where they're like, you know, trying to put on a ballet while also like having these other thriller scenes about this cocaine stuff with awkward dialogue. But it's like kind of ambitious in the plotting and and the the kind of attempt at pulling the rug out. Uh, from under you with twists and stuff but yeah mm-hmm. it's it's super entertaining and very funny
1: okay i'm adding it to my watch list as we speak <laughs> I'm, I'm reading your entry It's a thriller with plenty of goof dance scenes and awkward dialogue and i'm like yes you have me at dance <laughs> basically if there's like a bunch yeah. of dance scenes in a shitty movie i'm in
0: yeah that's all i need so, yeah that would be my one to say on top of these other ones check that one out
1: okay sweet i will you yeah i will
0: <laughs> <laughs> that's probably pretty good i think no. we we had a good chat
1: yeah sure yeah yes. 2018 um, uh, in terms of i covered some of the some of these movies in my article some of them yes I read, like fatal exposure i did not talk about cycles yeah. of love i did for example
0: yeah back dot row.com is where you can find that one right you, that's where you're your list is. I'm going to have a list at some point on mm-hmm. there as well. Um, you could also email us if you'd like to at backrowcineblog at gmail.com and tell us what your favorite discoveries were. Um, and you can also follow us on Twitter at backrowcineblog. And that's also the name of the Facebook page. Yes. Yeah. So... That's it for us from the Chud buddies. Uh, Go to back row.com for the website. The email is backrowcineblog uh, at gmail.com and then backrowcineblog on all the social medias Facebook and Twitter. That's it.
1: Wait a second. Wait a second!
0: (laughs) I keep thinking of when you ended the one podcast saying, "Keep watching the skis."
1: (laughs) You can always just steal from the Simpsons. That's that's never a
0: bad idea. (laughs) (laughs) Well, until next time. bye. Bye.